Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain, and we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions either online or sent in from our wonderful listeners, and we answer them right here, right now on the topics of sex, and also the topics of dating. And also the topics of topics. Uh, the topics of topics is actually getting bigger per episode. Eventually we'll just be a topic podcast. Yeah. Dame, where else do... Oh wait, hold on. Oh, no. Guys, he's got two guns. What? He's pointing one at me, and he's pointing one through the microphone at you, and he's got a, a third hand, and it's holding a sign that says, join our Patreon. Dane, you can't do that. I can do whatever I want. Okay, I'm telling them. Don't shoot me. Okay, he's put the gun down for me. Woo, he's still pointing. Now he's pointing two at you. Damn, he means business. I put the sign down, and now I've got a third gun. Yeah, he's got three guns, so I <laughs> guess you better join the Patreon if you want. But it's uh, patreon.com forward slash buddies. I'm pretty sure that is correct. I don't know. I said it with so much confidence. Uh, we do an extra episode every month and some other benefits. And if you like us and you want to support us, we would love that. We also do live shows and we will let you know when that comes up. But I think it's time for questions. It is time for questions. This is by Hi, I'm Paul. Say hi back, Dane. That's rude. No. Is wanting a woman who doesn't want kids, has little to no social media presence, and who is introverted slash a homebody mean I have unrealistic standards? Hi, I've been struggling to date my entire life, and I'm trying to reevaluate my standards to know if they're unrealistic and or unfair. With the few experiences I've had, I realize that the three standards listed above are foundation for me to be compatible with a partner. However, I've dated women who are a combination of the three, but never all three. Unfortunately, all three seem to be a requirement for me, as having kids is not something I want that much. Social media is a headache for me, and I enjoy staying inside. I've tried dating women who are the opposite of all three, and I just don't have the energy or care to handle it, despite trying to meet them halfway. This has become especially apparent after my recent breakup. I'm not the most experienced when it comes to women, so I'm here to gain a wider understanding in the spirit of self-improvement. The pool of women who are interested in me is unfortunately fairly low, as is, so I simply want to know if I'm handicapping myself to an excessive degree by committing to these three standards in the future. Of course, I'm fine with being alone, but that doesn't mean I don't want companionship. I mean, I think the big one, the big concern for me is the no social media. Yep. Like, I, I don't think it would be too hard. I know plenty of women who have no interest in having children, and I know plenty of women who would prefer just chilling at home, watching a movie or a TV show and, you know, being cute at home. I like I don't think those are hard to find, per se. For sure. For sure. But I think requiring someone not to have social media because like the majority of our social interactions happen on social media. Now, a lot of people use messenger and Facebook and Instagram messenger, like all those platforms to stay in contact with the people. Like I, I don't really like, we don't even really text unless you're out and about and you don't have Wi-Fi, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's the only time you and I like actually physically text i don't think there's a very small portion of people that i still send text messages to yeah it's basically nobody and on top of that it's like if your future partner has any kind of like hustle which we all kind of have to have these days because the world fucking sucks it's like you need social media for that you know what if you want to like keep up to date on our live shows you need social media for that you know what i mean like there's a lot of shit out there like and the thing is i don't think not wanting to have kids is a red flag at all 
No. I don't think wanting to being a little introvert or being a homebody is a red flag at all. No. But I really don't like the social media one because you don't have to have it. But you're upset that they do? That's when it when he says, "Oh, it's a headache for me." I don't like I don't get the sense that he's talking about maintaining social media for himself. I think what he's saying is it causes me anxiety and duress yes. that the partner that I'm currently with has social media. And let's face it, what it boils down to is like, I don't want other people looking at pictures of my partner. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I don't trust my partner enough to have this secure line of communication to strangers. I would love to, you know, sit you down and be like, why, what what is it about social media? Because I think if you're going to be reevaluating your standards, I think that's the one you start at because I think, not wanting kids and not wanting to like, you know, and being a homebody. I think those are those are more personality things, right? Like those are just who you are. Mm-hmm. Great. That's fine. But you need to ask yourself the hard question of being like, what is it about social media? And what is it about my partner having social media that upsets me so much? Yeah. And I can almost guarantee you that question after you, you ask enough of the hard questions over and over again will probably be insecurity and jealousy. For sure. There's no other reason. And the thing is, it's like, you know, the only peripheral problems I could see around that are like, oh, I'm a homebody, but when I'm at home, my partner's only looking at their phone. It's like, well, that's a different problem. Yeah. They could have Candy Crush, and that's you didn't mention that, you know? Right. And it's like, it's there's no different to, like, would she be able to be like, cool, but I don't want you to play video games while we're at home. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's the same thing. So, but again, I think that's not the problem, and yeah. I think you're entirely correct, and it's jealousy- or insecurity or some kind of like weird archaic, like, Oh, if you have like social media, you're like an attention whore or something like it's some weird toxic association with that, that has no bearing on their partner and shouldn't. And it needs to be evaluated. There's this like podcast that I keep getting like recommended to me on TikTok. No, it's bad. It's a bad one. Um, and I I don't know all the ones I see are, yeah, I don't know what it is. I like, I don't know what the name of the show is, but it's usually like three, sort of right-leaning douchebags and then like three sort of very attractive women of some sort of like Instagram like Instagram or social media mm-hmm. clout. And you mean and they like, they're just there to be punching bags for these right, right-wing men? More or less. Every now and then, like they'll have someone on who like clearly has uh, enough of a background in either debate or whatever they're talking about to hold their own. But a lot of the times it's just sort of like, they use like, you know, fallacy and, and fucking circular mm-hmm. straw man logic and shit like that to just sort of like run circles around them to the point where they go like get a 30 second clip of them making the women look like idiots kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the big things that like I'm constantly seeing are the guys being like, I refuse. I will not date a woman with social media. That's the same as cheating. And just yeah. like just straight up. I'm just like, OK, is that is that what we're going to be doing now? Because that's fine. If you want to remove yourself from the dating pool from women who have social media, that's great because you will never date. Yeah. And also, they don't fucking mean that. I bet you we looked them up right now. We'd find out they have, well, maybe no partner because they seem like they suck. But if they have a partner, I bet you we could look them up right now. Or also, like, I'm sure the the second they do hook up with someone, they would be very happy to be like, look how hot they yeah, are. Sure. And link to their Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they would immediately want to, you know, flaunt their partner's Instagram the second they had one. Um, So the the whole point of that just being like, there is this sort of like rise in equating women having social media with women lowering their value. Yes. Which is super dumb. It's really dumb. It's stupid. 
and but like this is one of those things where I don't really care too much because it's not going to stop women from having social media. No, it's, it's going to stop men stop these people dating. Which yeah, is great. And, like, which is great. It's like you look at this and then you look at that giant like graph on the horizon that says men are having less sex than ever. And you're like, hmm, <laughs> no, no correlation here. Yeah. Yeah. So if these are fucking hard cells for you or they're like hard lines that you can't cross, does it matter if you have unrealistic standards? You know, you're setting yourself up to not date one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, this is the thing. So if you if this is absolutely something that you cannot deal with, then pretending like it's not a problem isn't a solution either. Yeah, Yeah, I would examine that one. But more importantly, how are you going to find these women? They don't need to leave the house because they don't have kids and they don't have social media. Yeah. And they're not leaving the house because they're homebodies. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, are you are we including dating apps as social media? Because they definitely are. Well, so you definitely used to need a Facebook to get a Tinder. So yeah. Yeah. Steve, it seems we've, we've poked a couple holes in your, your ideology here, sir. Don't get weird about social media people. Just don't. And again, if, if a woman has a social media presence that you're not comfortable with, it's not her responsibility to taper that for your benefit. Mm-hmm. You are either cool with it or you're not. And that's sort of like the end of the line for it. Yeah, unless it's objectively terrible. But like, I'm not even going to delve into that because what's the point? Yeah, like if she's doing OnlyFans or something and you're not cool with that, that's your problem. Yeah, that's not objectively terrible. I'm talking about like, I don't know if she's on if no, she's I know. selling people. <laughs> I don't know. Something <laughs> terrible. <laughs> if she hey, if your partner is a human trafficker. Yeah, if she's like an Etsy for humans or something. Yeah, you could be like, no, you do have to, in fact, stop. And also, here's the police. Uh, this is Zesty Close Drama 44. Had my first kiss and almost had sex. It'll happen again. How do I overcome the fear of licking vagina? Because I really don't want to. I really have the worst gagging problem. The freaking worst. I can't even eat a little bit of black banana. Can't drink milk sip by sip. If something smells even a little when I'm eating it, I gag. Now I imagine I'm doing that in front of her while licking her vagina, LMAO. I have no idea how it tastes or smell, and I'm scared that it'll be a bad experience for both of us, and specifically her, and I'll embarrass myself. What should I do? Damn. So what you gotta do is you gotta get COVID two months (laughs) prior. Lose your sense of smell. See, I actually have a very strong sense of smell, especially when I'm hungover. And like, there are certain things that will like really just ugh. like if I'm hungover and I smell something, I'm just like, ah, I'm out. It like really just grabs my nausea and just like twists it. Um, and even like if something's gone off or slightly weird, I can always smell it. And I fucking like so I, I feel somewhat of this person's pain. Also, ew, black banana. Blech. I don't get the milk thing because milk's tight, but um, milk is disgusting. It's the best. It's so gross. This sucks because this is a thing like I I love that you're not like I thought this was going to be a toxic like oh vaginas are gross. Yeah. And it's not that it's like you are even having this with like just normal things. So and gross things like milk and gross things like black bananas, which you can both agree I, on. right? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to okay, fight yeah, you yeah, on that yeah. one. Damn it, damn it. <laughs> so this does suck because you might gag and you're right. At least you have the foresight to know that's going to be so bad for this person and mm. yourself. It's going to be a bad, bad scene all around. And I don't know how you're supposed to turn off your nose. If it's just like, Oh, a smell. If it is prevalent gets me. Yeah. I see. I don't even think this is a normal move, but you could like bring flavored lube mm-hmm. and douse it. 
first <laughs> and make sure prior that it's a flavor you can get down with. But I also think if this is your first time hooking up with someone, you pull like strawberry lube out of your bag and just start going ham. That's going to be a weird move. I think you have to talk to your partner about this. I think you definitely have to like give them some foresight and being like, look, I, you know, hopefully they know you're a virgin and, you know, you, you just bring it up and be like, hey, look, I have the most aggressively bad gag reflex. I, you know, basic smells, stuff like that make me gag. And now, I'm worried. You got to make sure when you talk about the smells, don't say bad smells. Don't yes. talk about no black banana. Talk about normal stuff that makes you gag. You know what I mean? If you're like, oh, I don't know. Fucking chamomile tea smells pretty strong. Chamomile tea makes me gag. If you have normal stuff, I don't liken their genitals to a rotting piece of fruit. That's a good direction you're going to. And if you have to make a little white lie and choose something that is quite nice, like if you're like, oh, you know, fresh pineapple, like really ripe pineapple, you know, Mm. like no one's going to be upset. Like, you know, pineapple's delicious. Cool. You don't like pineapple either. (laughs) Um, But like pick something that is sort of a a pleasant sensation as, as now suggesting here and just let them know ahead of time and be like, look, here's my situation. I'm really nervous. Like, I would love to do this for you. I really want to reciprocate or whatever, but I'm worried that this stupid, you know, nose mouth thing I have is going to give you the implication that I don't want to do it or I find it gross because it has nothing to do with you. It's everything Mm -hmm. to do with me. Just like it's just a weird sensitivity to, to, you know, olfactory stimulation. Yeah. And be like, and then, it's nothing to do with my enjoyment of the said thing. It's just like, you know, and, and just be like, I don't even think it'll happen. I'm just worried that it might. And I don't want you to get the wrong impression. And it's super embarrassing to even have to say this. But I definitely just, you know, I care about you enough that I don't want things to go bad. Exactly. I think framing it in the sense of being like, I care enough about how you feel and how this will affect you that I'm willing to embarrass myself now mm-hmm. so that you aren't embarrassed later. And because that is sort of like my priority and my the structure of how I feel about this scenario. Um, and then you don't necessarily, I mean, oral sex is great and I, you should absolutely, you know, return the favor to your partner. But if it does get to the point where, you know, it's not something that you physically can do, you got hands, you got fingers. Yeah. There, are, there are plenty of ways to uh, warm up the oven and stimulate your partner without oral sex. Uh, and you know, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that I've hooked up with who have ever been upset that I've gotten them off with my finger over my mouth. Right. Yes. I think that like, that becomes a problem. Maybe if you guys are dating forever and you're always like, Hey, blow me. And then you don't return. And even then it's like, if you've talked about it, which presumably you're going to, because you're mentioning your gag thing, you know, you're, you'll, you'll be all right. Yeah. Getting someone off is way more important than the other things because not enough people get enough women off. So or sorry, exactly. not enough men get enough women off because women on women, I was going to say crime. It's not crime. It better not be <laughs> uh, women on women. Fun is uh, like statistically far more likely to get the other woman off, which is just, it's just a shame, man. It's collusion. <laughs> it's nepotism. It's good. It's nepo baby. <laughs> um, yeah, so do your best, get them off regardless, set the stage beforehand, and get COVID and ravage your nose. Don't do that. Don't do it. Are uh, you ready? Yep. This one's going to be a little weird. Okay. Some might say awful. Or I don't know. Well, yeah, it's not good. Um, okay. 
It's been deleted. My wife mentioned that breastfeeding our baby turns her on, and she has touched herself slash orgasmed. Is this okay? My wife of nine years and I have three kids. One is a newborn. We were talking and I asked her what breastfeeding feels like, and if she can feel the milk coming out, blah, blah, blah. She said it feels really good, like when I do it, and I asked if I turned her on, and she said, yeah, sometimes I admitted she played with herself until orgasm while breastfeeding. Kind of went with it, because honestly, who am I to judge? But I don't know if this is normal, or if this is a problem, or what I should do. I mean, I feel, I, I'm, my knee-jerk reaction is I'm uncomfortable, and I don't think it's great, because yes. there is a child involved in yes. the situation. But at the same time, there are so many fucking hormones pumping through postnatal person that I don't know if I have the right to sit back and make those judgments, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. This is why like this question's weird because it is a very uncomfortable premise because I think anything involving kids and sexuality is pretty dicey at best. So I don't know. It's like my my knee jerk reaction is like, like I'm not gonna blame the arousal happening because as you said there's a melange of fucking different like hormones and whatnot but i don't know if taking the steps to pleasure yourself while you're doing it is cool i don't think yeah. so i think it's very fucking weird and i think if it was a guy doing this everyone would be like whoa 100 percent, not okay yeah but i mean like we're not in the position to of course yes you know get aroused yeah no hopefully. for sure yeah it's i don't know i don't know where i stand on it mm-hmm. and i'm going to defer to not having an opinion on it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm standing with where I'm at, where like, I'm not going to blame the hormones and the feeling, but I still think it's weird to express yourself sexually around children like that. Yeah. So Especially I would say don't shame yourself for, yeah, don't shame yourself for feeling that way because it's kind of beyond your control, but like, don't, don't do that. I don't know. feels really wrong to do that. Yeah. Because I mean, like, what's the difference between, you know, just, basically being horny and masturbating while your child is in the room. I think that is, I think that is not a good thing to do. And there's really no difference. Like you're a grown adult. Hopefully you have the impulse control to be like, I'm going to put my baby down for a nap and then go to a separate room. Yes. And then pleasure. And I think that that's a very good point. So don't shame yourself feeling that way, but don't, don't do it during. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, This is quick surgery. There is no love without phone calls. A man who doesn't call you doesn't enjoy talking to you. Every man has time for a quick phone call. A man cannot love you if he does not enjoy talking with you. Agree? No. No one Agree? likes phone calls. Is this person a hundred? There is no love without phone calls now. I love that song. Is this person a hundred years old? Maybe. I don't know. Now, I will say, like, I don't really, like, my, what's the word I'm looking for? Anxiety? No, my ability to deal with phone calls varies wildly based on the person, right? You know what I mean? Me and you get in a call? Great. Yeah, I don't care. Me and my partner get in a call? Yeah, for sure. In fact, I call my partner regularly if I'm like cycling home, generally just to be like, I'm coming home. Do you want me to grab any groceries or whatever? Or like, do you want to meet somewhere? Or, you know, just see the lay of the land. But also because cycling can be boring sometimes. And it's just like, whatever. So I do call my partner quite regularly. But like... At this point, obviously, the love is not in doubt. So I you feel do like you love your partner. Yes. Therefore, there's no love with the phone calls. Well, I get the Agree? impression. I get the impression that this person is, <laughs> is talking about early days stuff. 
Um, Maybe I'm reading yeah. between some lines, but it seems like they started dating someone and that person was like, I don't want to fucking call you. And they were like, there is no love for that phone calls. Agree? Agree? I honestly, I'm going to tell you right now. Acknowledgement? Uh, at the end of the last episode that we recorded, I got a, a like a, almost a two minute long voice note. And that was <laughs> oh. that was someone's opening move on Bumble. And it was so good becoming more and more prevalent where people are just hitting you with voice notes and like, Hey, I'll tell you this. I've never listened to a voice note. People have sent me voice notes and I've never, I've never opened one. Yeah. It's for me, it's you're on a dating app. If I'm in public or if I'm at work, I'm not listening to that. Right. I'm not opening up or playing a unhinged, like God only knows what the fuck you're saying. Also, and also, it's a private, it's a private communication. That last so, voicemail you got was fucking wild too. Yeah, I, I don't want to go into it. But we should have played it live. I should have played it live. They did unmatch me almost immediately when I was just like two minute voice note. That's uh, yeah, <laughs> two minute voice note. They immediately were like, "Hey, you're not looking for these things, but I am. So, are we gonna work?" It's like, no, obviously not. And yeah. then they had, look, we don't like to shame people on here. We don't like to do it. But like their accent was wild. Yeah, it was very obviously a fake English accent. It was wonderful, though. Either way, the this don't if you want to call people, call people. But like and and I understand there is like a level of security you get from calling someone in a day and age where like anyone could be anyone online. Cool. I get it. But like, wait. If that is what you want to do, like wait until you get past the sort of like, okay, we're actually going to meet up for a drink and be like, hey, do you mind if we have a quick call before we meet up just to, you know, just to, to secure yeah. my peace of mind? That for me, I don't want to do it, but I will for, again, your peace yeah. of mind. But if you think I'm going to get on a fucking phone call with every person I match with on online dating in order to, you know, verify my... Uh, initial attraction to you i don't have fucking time for that and i don't want to do it also i hate phone calls so like my best foot forward will not be coming out i'm gonna be awkward and there's gonna be so much dead air like i have a hard time talking on the phone to like people that i want to talk to or have no problem talking to i find it very hard because like for me like my focus is very weird so it's like if i'm on the phone i hate doing absolutely nothing so if i'm just sitting there staring into dead space on the phone I'm probably zoning out thinking about how bored and weird it is that I'm so stationary doing nothing that like I'm not paying attention. Or if there's a laptop nearby or anything, I will see something interesting on Facebook or on a fucking book and I will hyper focus onto it and be like, oh, this happened. And while I'm hyper focused, I haven't heard a fucking word you've said. And then I'm a a fucking asshole because I'm ignoring you. And it's just like. That's the the like where I'm kind of like gyrating from is like utter boredom and being distracted by how bored I am to like accidentally seeing something zoning in on it so hard that like I don't hear what you're saying. So I end up just like pacing around like a psychopath trying not to let those things happen to me. And that's fucking annoying because I'm just walking up and down my apartment like a lunatic. Yep. And I would say let, like let's set both standards. I don't think there's no love without phone call. But I also think, as Dane said, there are definitely times when phone calls are necessary, advised, 
blah, blah, blah. So if you're Serve dating someone yeah, who flat out refuses to answer or have a phone call with you, that's probably a red flag. But if you're dating someone who's like, you need to call me every day, you need to call. There's no love without phone call. That's also a red flag, you yeah. know, because like if you're dating, presumably you're going to see each other soon enough. So like, do you need a phone call that badly all the time? If you do, there's probably something else wrong. Right. And you're also ignoring the fact that like phone calls aren't the only means of talking anymore. Like you're saying like, oh, if he doesn't enjoy talking to you, it's like I can text you. We can we can text and that's talking like we're communicating right now. And that's fine. That is a my honestly my preferred way of communicating uh, from, you know, distance. So like I there's there seems to be a, a a disconnect of like what you think is meaningful communication because I promise you that if you are forcing someone to have these phone calls on a regular basis they're gonna say far less even if they're saying more words yes if that makes sense right like they're sure. they're just gonna be talking for the sake of talking and they're gonna do what I end up doing and just be like Oliver is being really cute right now yep he just jumped on the bed sitting beside me. Always oh, head button the pillow now. You know, it's because I'm like, That's I got nothing to our, say. That's half our conversations. What the fuck? <laughs> it's all my conversations on the phone. Yeah, well, he is fucking cute. I get it. But yeah, it's I I do not agree. How about that? Disagree? Disagree. Okay. Okay. This is cheesy meow girl. I, female twenty-six, have been talking to someone, male thirty-four, for two months, and they won't let me see their bedroom. Should I be worried? I'm talking to someone slash slowly dating someone who won't let me see their bedroom. I know it sounds silly, but due to being hurt in the past, I tend to have trust issues. I've been on three dates with this person, and we FaceTime almost every day and text all the time and have been talking for two months. He has said he wants to be serious with me one day and sees us being in a relationship, but taking things slow. On our third date, we went out for drinks and he booked a hotel. We did sexual stuff, but no sex as he wasn't ready. I didn't question coming over to his at all and didn't mind the hotel. He lives with his uncle, but always FaceTimes me in his uncle's bedroom. I asked why, and he just said, there's no particular reason. I asked if I could see his bedroom on FaceTime, and he said no, because he said it's messy. I told him, I don't care about mess and don't judge. Eventually, he downright refused and said he just isn't ready to show me his room, even if it is clean. Is this something I should be worried about? So far, there's no red flags or anything to be wary of, so I'm wondering if he's hiding something or if I'm being dramatic. I don't want to constantly ask him or make him feel uncomfortable. I mean, this is definitely suspicious. I I don't think you're incorrect in having some pings of... This isn't right. Have you, my big question is, have you seen the uncle? Has there, has there been any proof, actual proof of this uncle who lives with them? Because what I'm guessing, what I'm, what I'm putting in here is wife that, yeah, he's, he's got a partner and the room is very obviously a room that is not a single man's room. And there is like a side bedroom or a guest bedroom that he goes to hang out in. That's his uncle's bedroom. Because like, why rent? A hotel. Like, that's the most suspicious thing ever. Yeah, it's like part of me understands not bringing someone home and railing them when you live with a family member. But also, you're 32 or, yeah, 34. It's like your uncle, he knows, man. He knows what's going on. Like, he's, yeah, you know. So I think there's a very simple step, and I would love to know if you've taken it and what the result is. And that is just, okay. That's fine. It's messy. Clean it and we'll do it next time. Right? I could understand it being messy in the moment. It's not it's not messy because he just said I'm not ready to show you. 
So yeah. the mess isn't the mess isn't the Oh, I guess yeah, even if it isn't is clean. Then just be like, hey, you know that's sus as fuck, right? I bet you it's well, it's probably wife, but it could also be embarrassing haunted doll wall. Yeah. Or I mean, ultra anime display case. Yeah, there's a whole waifu pillow collection. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's any number of things that could be going on here. But I think I don't Maybe think there's just... any harm in calling him out. You've gone on what, three dates? Yeah. That's that's not enough time to really worry if this blows up in your face. Like if you're like, hey, I've you know, it's it's a bit suspicious that we're going to a, ho- a hotel that you refuse to show me your room. That makes me a little nervous. And I've been into like, again, you, you can lie a little bit about this and be like, I've been in situations like this before. And there's been another person. There's been a partner. And I've mm-hmm. been, you know, and I've been the other woman. And I don't want to do that again. I would like some assurances that that's not yeah. the case. And if the dude is still like, you cannot see my room, I would just be like, okay, well, like, if you can't trust me to, like, you're willing to take me to a hotel, but I can't see your room through a digital fucking screen, like, that's crossing a line for you. It's like, Mm -hmm. how is is me going to a hotel with you and, and fooling around not on the same par as getting a visual representation of where you sleep? Yeah. If they're not chill enough to get where you're coming from and give you something... And again, depending on that something, you might still not trust them. But then, yeah, they fucking suck. And it's like, just what's the point? Because it's still makes a great point. It's early days. Better to get out now than to, Mm -hmm. you know, really get involved and then be the other woman or then realize something. Maybe he has like a Fifty Shades of Grey dungeon and he actually can't let her see it until she signed (laughs) the Fifty Shades of Grey like contract. My man just has a room full of sex wings and he's like, I can't. I I have a problem. And that's why if it's messy, you really don't want to see it. Maybe maybe it is the uncle's house. And this was the uncle's previous dungeon. And he was like, ah, my fucking asshole nephew has to come. He's like, I'm not taking these down. They're staying <laughs> up. This is a temporary situation, Greg. So yeah. once you're out of here, this is back into Uncle Steve's <laughs> play Greg's place. 34. There's no way he's going to be here long. Yeah. So press. That's the thing. Like, I hate when people are timid around these things. They're like, oh, like maybe I go on the online and someone like has a secret way to suss it out. It's like press, stand your ground and demand an answer. And if you don't get one, fucking leave. Like you're allowed to do that. And I'm a firm believer. And I know that like on this show, we've seen people and their gut instincts be so fucking wrong. But at the end of the day, you have to follow your gut because you either don't trust this person uh, just inherently, and that's bad. You shouldn't be with someone you don't trust anyway. Or you have a gut feeling that's telling you that something is wrong and you're not following it, right? So, like, either way, you should listen to your gut and be like, I don't trust this person for whatever fucking reason, whether it's my own goddamn hangups or whatever, and you're doing both of yourselves a favor for bailing. Or there is enough evidence there that makes you feel suspicious about something, and you're like, okay, cool, I'm actually going to bounce because something's not right here. So follow your gut. If it feels weird and he's not willing to 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 give you a little bit of, you know, give you some information or reasons, then for sure, get out of here. I was going to save this for a live show, but I, I just want to talk about it so bad. I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, this is Ravenous Fox. IRL and online dating hybrid. So I'm thinking about having a bunch of business cards with basic online dating profile description printed on them with a Google phone number. I even might make one of those free websites, create a dating profile, have a QR code on the card. Then I could just go around and hand them out to any girl I find attractive. As a girl, would this be completely weird? 
Or would you be intrigued? I figured it'd be cheaper than a membership for a dating site, and it might reach some girls who might be into the or not be into the whole online dating scene. This man out here living in 2039. He's. I like that he's trying to like combine everything and narrow cast it, but also do the like it in the worst way in each case. Yeah. Like he's not like, Oh, here's a good way in each case. It's like, no, I'm going to pick the worst of this. You don't like online dating. Hey, here's my cheap shitty version of online dating. I made where it's just Greg. Oh, you're walking around. And like, I could give you my number, which would effectively be the same thing. And you wouldn't call me. Here's something that's even weirder for you to do. Here's a QR code with my business. Like you're going to look so lame, Greg. Yeah. There's no way that you could do this. And well, there is a way you could do it in a cool way. But you would have to be cool to do it. And something tells me <laughs> not exactly not exactly the flavor that you exude in the first place. Um, yeah, it feels like to be able to pull this off, you wouldn't need to pull this off. Yeah, like I think that if you and I were given a challenge to be charming with a dating business card, I think we could do it. But I don't think the business card would have any metric of success. I think it would just no. be the fact that if that's like it, the icebreaker. <laughs> if we did it, we would do it in spite of the cards. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the card would not add a single goddamn thing. It's not like someone would be like, I don't know this guy, but I will scan his dodgy QR code that brings me to his face, I guess. Like, I want to see this fucking website, though. I want to see the website so badly because immediately whenever anyone pitches something like this, I imagine like a like early 2000s GeoCity site with like animated GIFs and like, there's like a MIDI song it's in the background. Yeah, it's basically just a MySpace profile. Yeah. He's HDMI, not HDMI, HTML himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's got yeah. the flaming text. Oh, for sure. You know what? And again, there's a way you could do that and have it be really good. Honestly, but, I, I know several women who would love that. Mm-hmm. And again, this whole thing, like, I think the only way forward with this is to kind of make a giant joke out of it. If you're serious yes. in any way other than to be jokingly serious, no. If you're kind of taking the piss out of the whole thing and then they get to your website and it's also kind of a joke, maybe. But again, that involves you having the self-awareness, comedy, and fucking, like, skill to pull all these things off, all three of which are desirable things in a partner, which you would make it not hard and you wouldn't need to do this. Yeah, because it doesn't sound like you are chatting with these ladies. And then like when you feel a vibe with someone, you're like, hey, here's my dating card. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're not pulling that. It sounds like you're literally like walking through the street and be like hot card, hot card, which is so fucking weird. Yeah. And unless that card is the funniest fucking thing that mm -hmm. anyone's ever made, I don't think you're going to see a single goddamn return on it. No, it's also like it's a desperate move. Yeah. You know, and it looks desperate. And again, if you are going up to women and talking to them to the point where they're down to get your card, guess what? You could have just yep. given them your number. <laughs> just get their number. Right? Like, and you save yourself a lot of money on Squarespace or whatever. Yeah. And man hours in which, you know, you could have spent that time doing push-ups instead of, you know, you could have gotten yourself like an iota of abs. Yeah. It's just, I just love the idea of... You know, sitting there and then like the the business getting the QR codes and the bi- cards printed out and then, you know, building this website. It's just like, ah, oh, it's going to be so bad. As people who've done websites and done business cards, like it's not it's not inexpensive. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, it's 
Well, I don't know. Dating sites can be fucking pretty unreasonable. Well, you could also just have a free profile. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, you don't have to pay. I mean, definitely we've we've done the expose yeah. of being like, you know, a lot of these apps do sort of for, for real results. Returns. You do You do need to like kind of drop some money. But you could also just like every couple months, you know, a lot of them have uh, weekly. Like I think Bumble you can do by like day as well. So like. Fuck it, get on Bumble and like every other week, throw down five bucks or whatever and see what's up. But this isn't going to work because if it was going to work, you would you would have no problem. That's the only yep. way, like the only way this works is if you are charismatic and uh, confident enough to make it work. And the reason you're considering this is presumably because you you are lacking in those categories. Yep. So it's it's a, you know, catch 22. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like the Zuck and you're going to start a whole, you're just going to like blow up and it's gonna be like face date i made face date i'm gregory face date but i mean again still no, i know it's it's not gonna work mark zuckerberg is not exactly known for his you i, I believe he's known for people fully believing he's a lizard so yes. yeah one more let's do one more my ex has broken up with me three times why do i still want to get back with her i've always had the same feelings towards her but she said she's over me but then we'll be with me again it's so painful after our last breakup she wondered why i wasn't trying to court her and after all this i still want to be with her Hey, this is bad for you, for her, for everyone, probably Mm -hmm. for your friends, almost definitely worse for your friends. Oh, they hate it. They they have to listen to this shit every, you know, three weeks or whatever. Terrible garbage. Like they have to support you when you're sad that you broke up without being like, thank fuck, because they know you're going to get back right with her. And then when you're like, we're back together, they have to be like, eh, frozen smile and like, okay, we're going to go. So the reason that we do this is because it's safe and it's, you know, you like we, we go through rotations of being like, we, we stay with people who aren't great for us because they're comfortable. They're safe. They're, they're what we're used to and we're familiar. And then when we break up with people, we want them back because we miss that comfort. We miss those mm-hmm. things. And you always want the thing that you can't have, right? It's, it's why most people are like, think that their exes are a lot hotter or they begin fantasizing or, you know, like you could have not had sex with your partner for a year before breaking up because, you know, of a dead bedroom situation or lack of attraction or whatever. But the second you break up, you're like, God, I want to fuck them. And it's like, well, cool. Um, Thanks, brain. But it's it, it's all like psychology of being like, you know, our body or our brain wants what we can't have. And then when we have it, it's it's safe and comfortable. So like, that's what you're going through right now. It's not because this is a good relationship. If it was a good relationship, you wouldn't have broken up three times. Yeah. It's also lack of self-esteem and lack of self-worth because like you're going back to this person, presumably because you don't think you can find somebody else Mm -hmm. because this person is manipulating you. If they're like, oh, I'm done with you. Like, oh, no, I want you back. No, I'm done with you again. No, I want you back. Like you're just kind of like a bomb to their ego at this point. And you haven't done the hard work of trying to get over them, which is to feel that void that you're trying to fill. And to fill it with other, hopefully better things and to move on. But like, obviously, this isn't fucking working out. Yeah, it's, you know, the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Like if do you really want to be with someone who's so who could drop you at the, the you know, drop of a hat and just be like, no, I'm, all, I'm I'm over you now. I don't care about you anymore. Like she's proven that she's at best willing to manipulate you for her own self-esteem and ego. And at worst, doesn't care about you at all. Yes. That's that's not someone you want to be in a relationship with, let alone 
someone you should be even like giving an ounce of your time or energy to. So just move on, break up. It's easier said than done, but it's far easier than spending your life in this weird, shitty purgatory. And like, if they're the ones doing the breaking up and the like, you know, they're if they are manipulating you or they do not care about you, they're going to move on way quicker than you are at this rate. And that's going to hurt you so much more when you're still pining and left and you've wasted all this time doing nothing. Yeah. All right. Profile review time. It is time for some tenders. At the end of the episode, we like to hop onto online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge and peruse the profile. See what works, see what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. And we got um, a a wild one sent in to did, us. We did get a wild from one. You want to start off with a it? A listener. Yeah. I'm going to pull it open right here. God, that picture is scary. That picture is, uh, so I will say, thank you for sending it in, but you sent the message to our email from your phone somehow, like as a text. Well, so, they did, they did send it to us on Instagram first, oh, but really? as like a timed thing. Uh, so when I opened okay. it, they closed and I was like, Either please way, send it. Still a wild move. Cause I get onto this fucking email, not knowing what was happening. And there's just like an email from, you know, a nine digit fucking code. And then when I click in expecting it to be a virus there's this horrifying face no offense to the person who maybe needs offense i haven't read the profile yet either way yeah it was a very suspicious looking email i don't know i don't even know what app this is i have no idea what platform they're using here or even what their uh name is it looks like but regardless i am dot 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 is the way the profile starts like based in the the actual platform i do not play video games we're off to a good start already I don't really know how to describe myself. I guess my friends would say I'm funny, intelligent, and creative. Most of them are liars, though. Crooks, too. I don't know where to begin. Let me see. Might as well get the boring stuff out of the way. I have a house. I have a car. I have a job. I have a Costco membership. After many years, Toronto, I decided to bail on the toxic metropolis and bought a house in the exotic city of Guelph. It's real quiet here. I don't imagine I'll meet someone down the street, so I'm open to meeting someone somewhere. I work for a U.S. tech company doing um, computer stuff. Currently, I'm commuting to Toronto every day, but we'll be splitting my week up with some remote days next year or next year. I've spent the majority of my career working remotely because I don't really like offices or commuting or meetings or bullshit. Way back in the day, I went to art school and computer school. Math is in my head. Art is in my heart. The battle rages on, but I try to be both machines. I make comic strips, not to be confused with comic books. Capes and tights are not my scene. I spend my free time writing comics in coffee shops and work late into the night putting strips together. It is terrifying. It is fun. Sadly, I've been on a bit of a creative hiatus as of late. I'm in a percolation mode, but I haven't expired yet. I've also secretly started to make music, but I don't really want to talk about that. I'm slightly obsessed with food. I've been known to read recipes in the bathtub. Nothing sexy about this, except maybe the recipes. Hefeweizens with banana finishes. Melbeck that that tattoo your tongue, vodka in a coffee cup. Ah, yes, the fine art of drinking. I only exercise so I can eat more. I am down to date at the grocery store. I make comics. I make music. I make food. I like to make stuff. What else is going on? I run. What you learning? Jesus Christ. The dough. I'm currently. Holy shit. Oh, boy. This is I still have two more slides of this. I'm currently embracing and decoding the financial sector. It's an icy cold demon, but it warms up longer you hold on to it. Kind of like picking up your average cat. So what's the serious deal? I'm looking for someone long term. I would like to get to know you. 
Does anyone want to online date? Do words and pictures on the screen honestly reflect who you really are? I'd rather meet in person and see if there's a good connection. I hope I don't come off as cold, but I have absolutely zero interest in having children. I'd rather be creating, exploring, and learning new things. I realize that this is jumping the gun, but I'd rather be upfront about my lack of interest in procreation. And I hope most ladies my age would appreciate my honesty. Update. I don't want to have kids. Please don't message me or go on a few dates with me hoping to change my mind. Imagine if you wanted to have kids and I tried to date you and convince you not to have them. I would never do that. Please be respectful of my beliefs and I'll be respectful of yours. In brackets, I really, really hated writing the last paragraph, but I'm sort of out of gas with online dating. So what kind of lady are you looking for? I'm attracted to anyone intelligent, down-to-earth, kind, honest. If you're an artist, writer, engineer, musician, outsider, sort of a fuck-up, or a total fuck-up, or you have something passionate you're pursuing, I'd be totally interested in hearing from you. Best of luck. And then there's two more, like, prompts, and it says, I like dot dot dot, think. I appreciate when my date dot dot dot, laughter. I love when my date laughter. All my thoughts from the start are gone because that took seven episodes to get through. Yeah. Hey, fucking, I, I don't think we've ever had to say this before. The sheer length of that profile is such a red flag. <laughs> That's the longest profile by far we've ever read. It's longer than most bad sex writing. Yeah. I, I was getting tired halfway through. We You don't know this because, uh, you know, we, we edit the episodes. But I did. We we went and had dinner. We took a break. Yeah. We watched a movie. We Me went and, and had a like drink. A, a tight 5K jog together. Yeah. And then we came back to finish it because it was so goddamn much. Like, and it's funny because there are, like, I don't know. There, there's a, a lot of, like, weird bitterness and, like, anger running through the whole thing. And there's a lot of douchery. They really love to like some stuff. It's like, it's almost poetic or almost well-written or like almost clever. Like Malbec, the tattoos, the tongue. I bet you he stole it off fucking Anthony Bourdain and thinks it's the coolest fucking thing he's ever said. It's it's pretension. It's It's very pretentious. That's what I meant by the douchebaggery, right? Yeah. Like the whole thing drips with this like pretentious, just like insufferable. Mm -hmm. You know, he interrupts women. You oh know, he, you know what I mean? Like, you no. know, he fucking will. The second you say anything he doesn't agree with, he'll talk over you. You know, he's going to constantly do everything he can to bring up. I mean, just like with the music, right? Like, oh, oh I'm geez. secretly making music, but I don't want to talk about it. You Why'd know, you bring it up, bro. You literally didn't need to. And it's not like you were hurting for words. Yeah. It's not like you were under the, the word cap limit on this yeah. bad boy. Hey, guess so what? He's going to be pissed if you don't bring it up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, and that's like that's kind of like the vibe I get, right? Like he's going to he'll the whole time he'll just keep mentioning like, oh, I had a good Croatian wine, mm-hmm. you know, oh, oh, you know, oh, that's what they do in Croatia, just like hoping that he can talk about the one trip he went to Croatia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just seems I'm, like he's never going to listen to what you're going to be saying, and will always be thinking of like the next thing that he's going yeah. to say at you. Also, like the the weird like self hate thing where it's like i make comic strips not comic books capes and tights are not my scene it's like a strip and a comic book are really just the differences length length you could make a comic strip about a superhero in fact i see a lot of comic strips about D parties for example i also see comic strips about cats and fucking you know death it could be anything so it's really weird that you're hating against your own 
Uh, it's like it's so pretentious. Also, like comic books, like Archie's a comic dude, and it's yeah. not a superhero. Like, oh, like comic sure. books don't have to be superhero things. Look at fucking like, Mouse. Scott Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Right. Like, like any number of we could go through a list of things that yeah. aren't fucking superheroes. So it's like and, cool. You're trying to put yourself forward as like knowledgeable and intelligent creative. It's like you don't even know anything about the your own fucking medium you're writing in. I would love to like. Is he just like? cranking out his own homemade marmadukes like what <laughs> that's the yeah i would love to know i would love to see these i'll bet they are terrifying in fact it is terrifying creative hiatus i mean percolation like fuck off i don't know i read recipes in the bathtub yeah what's what is that <laughs> why what are you what are you talking about what is this who <laughs> This is our only Tinder segment where we're going to do one profile because it was so fucking long. What does it mean? Nothing Uh, is sexy about this. Vodka in a coffee cup. You think you're so cool. What does that mean? You can afford real cups. You're you're aged. I had a great time reading this profile. I didn't. It was long and I'm tired now. Hey, did you know the financial sector is an icy cold demon, but it warms up kind of like your average cat? What? What cats are you finding? Why are they so cold? Thank you very much for listening, friends. That gonna, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, we appreciate you. Like we said, we have uh, another live show on the way. We're going to figure it out, and we'll get you the info as soon as we have it. Um, other things to know, we're going to be at Fan Expo Toronto uh, the weekend of the 24th. We're also going to be doing a live show there, but it'll be for our other podcast, No Quest for the Wicked. If you want to see us do a tight 45-minute D&D session, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's going to be a fun heist caper. We're going to have the whole crew of boys there. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll be spending a lot of time at the uh, Canadian Podcast Awards booth. So if you want to come hang out with us and and say hello, we would love to see you. We'll sign things if you want. We did a couple. We did some of that last time. We did, yeah, we did our first signatures ever in March at... Uh at comic con and that was yeah. wild and fuck it I, i'll do it again i'll be slightly we'll more prepared this time maybe but we would be happy just to just say hello shake your hand high five you yeah um, you want a little, we'll love to a little see hug it. you want a little fist bump you want a little awkward wave from the middle of a packed floor we'll do it all <laughs> we'll do it all um but yeah we're there i think all weekend we might not be there sunday but for that's- sure thursday friday saturday yeah and we're gonna Absolutely. do a little meet and greet after the show on thursday too so, so we'll love to see you. Please, please come. Please support us. You don't want to do our tight 45 minutes in an empty room. It'd be so sad. I'll be having so much fun. I won't even know. Uh, that's going to do it. Um, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Seeds for the Song Paper Stars. Also, Dan, I fully wasn't fucking done talking about that goddamn profile. It is going to get a, a zero, though. Yeah it's, yeah, it's bad. And thank you for sending that in because that was as it was so awful, but also so good. So good. You did. You did well. For all you other Tinder hunters out there, fucking send them on in. It could be your own. It could be a good one. It could be a bad one. Hit us. No, you have to hit us with some bad sex writing. Oh, I forgot about that part. Uh, this is from Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, I know. I know what this is. I bet. Do you? Maybe. This is a book you can find in in-game. And nope, its nope. description is an unfinished love story handwritten by Arthur Gregario, whose name is attached to the bottom of every page. Her ample bosoms fluttered like dove's fingers, brushing against his nails. The very ends of his mustache stood to attention as the fire stirred behind his eyes. No doubt this was love. Love. Ah, love. The stuff that dreams are made of. It made him sweat to think of it. 
the graceful, enduring, blossoming magnitude of what it all, the priceless, breathless, weightless, sheer romping joy of it. God, I can't wait to play this game. <laughs> so excited. Fluttering dove's fingers, they don't have them. You don't know that. In this world, they might. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Nile Spain. And we've been your fuck buddies. Bye.